Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to Hats, Tats, and Sats. If you've ever been interested in starting your own podcast, Anchor is the only way to do it. It's always free. Creation tools allow you to, to record, edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. You can do it all on your own, your way. They do all the work for you. Literally, all you got to do is set up an account, which is always free, on the Anchor app or on anchor.fm to get started. Everything you need is right there. Get it in, get it done, and start making your podcast today. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Hats, Tats, and Stats. I am here with my main man, Taylor, and our first ever special guest host that's not named Matt Taylor. Uh, If you followed us on social media, you've seen him write some things for us on our brand new website that he also designed. We are here with Big Diesel, Nick Yelich. How we doing, What's going on, man? This is going to be terrible. This, this is, is going to be, be awful. awful. It's going to awful. be awful. Listen, terrible. listen. It's 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 a yeah. new experience for all of us. Is it? Is it though? Is it? Allegedly. All right. I love when things are alleged. Um, just to give a little background on uh, on Nick here, he was once considered the, and I quote, most diesel athlete in NCAA by Barstool Sports, and a lot of that had to do with the mullet and mutton chops that he had going on, which was a fantastic look. Uh, that picture is on our Instagram. You can go check that out. That was you? That was me. That's a great look. <laughs> I had no idea. Well, there it is. God, you're famous. Can I get your autograph after Abs- that? Absolutely. That's great. Can you, you sign your high school like, shirt for me when we get out of here? You're going to get what? You know, I want your high school shirt. Can you sign that for me? Yeah, absolutely. Go? All right. Thank you. Legend. <laughs> Living legend. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're the legends. You guys are the Wildcats. Oh. oh there we go. High school rivalry time. Why would you admit that? Oh, here we go. So we are here because the NFL draft happened from home. Um, I got to watch bits and pieces while I was at work. I know uh, Taylor and Nick both probably watched a little bit more than I did. What did you guys think of the presentation, the the different style with the whole, you know, doing it from home and on webcam thing? It was a little lackluster for me, frankly. Uh, Goodell was boring. Uh, I appreciated what it was. It was interesting to watch. It, It was fun to watch, but I did want some more out of it. Uh, I do remember making the comment at one point that I was happy I didn't have to listen to the post-pick interviews after they, you know, they're crying or whatever. I didn't miss that one bit. That right. was great. So fun for me, I guess, in that regard. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't enjoy the uh, Mister Roger, Mister Rogers Goodell thing that he had going. You on. You didn't like Comfy Chair Goodell? I oh, loved Comfy, comfy I, Chair. It Goodell. was ironic, but it, it, like, when he was standing up, he was way worse. When he once he started sitting down, I will comfy agree Goodell, with that. Comfy when he Goodell's, went down, it was better yeah. because then it was just it's so it was over the top like it should have been like well we're here let's right just make right it so, at that point make it ridiculous which is why the beginning to me was a little lackluster because you couldn't hear he's talking to this TV and all the fans are there which is cool they're trying to get people involved but you couldn't hear them so it was just Goodell awkwardly talking to himself right? yeah yeah that was weird <laughs> but honestly they had what a month and a half to throw together an online draft I thought for that. Time and nothing period. went wrong, it seemed. Right. Not I, th- that I thought know. for that, that time period to work with, they pulled it off pretty well. Yeah, I, think I mean, they should have just done like a fantasy draft where like there we can see the chat between like other GMs that are just talking shit to each other. Ratings yeah. would have boomed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that would have been great. Belichick's dog is is chirping. Belichick's people. dog was probably the star of the draft. Yeah, that was that, that was, was killer. Coolest. I, that I was don't killer. care if that was planned, not planned. Good for the dog. The dog. I want the dog's autograph. Actually, screw oh, yeah. you. I don't yeah. even care. That's fair. <laughs> Can we get a confirmation on what kind of dog it was, though? Because like I couldn't tell if it Isn't was that like one of those Chiquita banana dogs. Or I thought it was. It? I thought it was like a Pomsky, but I couldn't tell. I don't know. No dog. Pomsky. Chiquita banana was wrong. That's my fault. <laughs> That's my bad. All right. Pomsky. What about Cute the uh, bastard? <laughs> what What about the? Uh, was it Vrabel's son taking a shit in the back? Oh uh, yeah, great. That's a football that guy a, move. That was a great catch. That's Whoever a football guy that move. In the reflection was. I don't know what you're looking Listen, at. Listen, if you're not taking a dump when you're making your first round draft pick, I don't yeah. want you around me. <laughs> That's fine. All right, you should be he's nervous. Just in there, you know, spitting in his cup, taking the dog doggers <laughs> out and stuff. And that dude did not care. You know, you know who caught that? It had to be some girlfriend that was like looking at the decor of the house and yeah. was like, "Wait, I think there's somebody taking a shit." Speaking yeah, somebody looking at Who was the dude that snatched the phone oh, out CD of that? Oh, CD Lamb. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah oh my awesome. god, that was killer. Everybody and their mother knew what had happened right there. It's like, oh, look at those hands. That's a good receiver right there. <laughs> Jerry Jones. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent periffs from C.D. Lamb. Put it on the scouting report. Also, uh, C.D. Lamb, why do you have so many phones? 
You shouldn't have them all out at the same time. It's Bur- a secret burners, phone. Bro. Yeah, it's a burner for a reason. Keep it in the drawer. <laughs> Got it. You know, just in case. I don't know. That's risque, man. <laughs> I don't make the rules. I don't have a burner. I don't make the rules. I just think them up and write them down. Somebody somebody write an article on how to, how to properly use a burner phone. That'd be great. <laughs> Isn't there a song Where do you get that? one? I should get one. Don't you just go to Walmart? You probably should. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so... Overall, nobody listens that, to this, right? <laughs> nobody that would matter. Yeah, okay, um, so the uh, the presentation, like I said, for what it was, I think was good. It was it was boring at, at points. Like it's the Roger Goodell's creepy. Yeah, he's just creepy. It was something to do, though. Yeah. Well, you know, I got geared up for it. I made a David. The old man came over. I mean, turned set up the whole man cave for it. It was just. At minimum, it was a, re- a release. It right. was the closest thing to sports. Oh, people hey, not, hey, people hey WNBA draft? Are you kidding me? What's that? Wow. The week before, that was that was live sports. What's that? The WNBA still exists. It does. I don't know. The XFL doesn't exist anymore. I know. That is sad. Right, How does the XFL, which is backed by a billionaire, go bankrupt, but the WNBA finds a way to survive? Because well, the WNBA is subsidized by the NBA. That makes sense. There it is. That's true. But also, it's easier. Technically, the XFL is a startup company. So from a business standpoint, to file bankruptcy when you go under like that so fast. Yeah, it right, was quick. It's just easier than to pour money into it because they're basically But just then are they going to start a, it back up? Because it was a great start. I... Yeah. I haven't heard anything. I would be shocked if it doesn't if it's not a conversation because to me that was the reason they did the bankruptcy is because you nip it in the bud that way you have an opportunity right, so you to can bring come it back, back yeah. in my mind at least. So I'm I'm hoping. Well, and uh, but I thought it was fairly yeah instead decent. of trying to to struggle to stay afloat during right. this time that makes sense. Yeah, McMahon's getting sued for it mm-hmm. by Andrew Luck's dad. Yeah. Well, and now that's I think part of the reason is that because now Andrew Luck's not getting paid. He's probably not getting the salary or whatever he was supposed to get. Right. Which is part of why you file bankruptcy, so you can stop paying people that, you know. So, right. Um, I don't know. Obviously, that's above my pay grade of right. the legal ramifications of all that. So, we'll see how that turns out. I wonder if, I mean, it could have definitely have something to do with the fact that the whole, uh, you know, McMahon basically guaranteed pay through the end of the year for everybody and then went, nah, yeah. never mind. Oh, I didn't yeah. know about that. Yeah, that's yeah, He know. did. Well, he said he, also, he didn't see a pandemic coming, so. Well, it was when... It was like when they shut down, he said, everybody, all Oh, okay. Right right year. away. Unlike yeah. the Pagulas or whatever. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Did you say it out loud or put it in writing, I guess? I'm um, pretty sure it was like it was definitely reported on social media. I saw yeah, that. That's okay. where that's where I saw so it. So then yeah, that's probably where the But uh so back to the draft off the XFL, which to me is again sad. The uh the Bills first overall pick, being Stefan Diggs, was the best pick of the first round. Yeah, get it right. It was Stefan Diggs. <clears throat> and who went at twenty two? Uh, Justin Jefferson. Yeah, that's right. The replacement. So we traded. We traded Justin Jefferson for Stefan Diggs, and the chances Justin Jefferson ever becomes as good as Stefan Diggs unlikely, but it could happen. Right, it's possible. Yeah. You, we but I'm going to take. Trade for the I'm, I'm going to. Yeah, I'm going to take what I know. Yeah, I have a. I have a finished product. I mean, and everyone knows the draft is a crapshoot. So as, yeah, I'll take the proven proven situation. Over. Yeah, there's. There's more first-round draft picks that bust than that make it. So, but uh, from there, the in the second round, pick 54, we took AJ Epineza. 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 Making sure I say it. Great family names, by the way. When they ripped off like father, daughter, sister. Yeah. Epi. Epi. Epi Epineza. Epi, my man. I want That's electric. <laughs> That's an electric factory. It is. Uh, you know what? You know what? The Chell name's getting changed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Epi Epinesta is coming out of the woods. So are we are we making NHL like Chell draft jerseys? Is that gonna be I don't know, we're gonna have to talk about that. Yeah, it'll be another another time. But uh so defensive end, Iowa, replacement for Shaq Lawson. And Lorenzo. And Lorenzo. The man was rated as one of he was supposed to go in the first round. Supposed to go top ten coming to into the year. One, top ten. And then some questions about his athletic ability and his drive came into question. And I also saw somewhere that for being considered a pass-rushing defensive end, he was also considered one of, if not the best, run defense defensive end out there. And the man fell to 54. Yes. How? 
thoughts. Let's let's do this. That's why we're here. Well, that was part of the athletic ability because he was a pass rusher in college, and they don't think he's going to equate to being a pass rusher in the NFL. Um, I if everything I hear about him sounds like Aaron Schobel, which that's a productive. Man Long a, career. Man had a solid career here for Yeah, a I'll take an Aaron Schobel all day because I'm – Jerry Hughes is a great edge rusher, but he leaves me holes. I'm going to get a guy who is going to be more balanced in that, and I was getting gashed in the run still. So if I can stop that, I'll take that first over a pure edge rusher at the moment. Right. At well, the moment. I got a lot of thoughts on A.J. Epinesa, and I'll start with this. He's a three-down player. Because you can use him to stop the run, like you said. He's going to be in on first down and third and short and all those short yardage situations. He is technically sound in the pass rush. He reminds me a little bit of J.J. Watt coming out of Wisconsin. Now, he didn't go 11 like J.J. Watt because he had a bad combine in a year where not the normal draft process didn't happen. And I hate that the combine gets so much recognition because it's just – can you play football or not? Yeah, and then listen. It's, it's, no it, it, one, it's no helpful to a pro day this extent. year either right. because right. a lot of people that if they don't have a good combine, they get a pro day to try and fix the numbers. So, so that yeah, worked. That, that worked to our benefit because he fell. But this guy is going to be on the field for three downs. You can kick him inside to a three tech to pass rush on third downs if you really want to. We still got Jerry Hughes, and my biggest thing with Jerry Hughes is right now he's not good enough to be your number one pass rusher. He's Terrific, but if you look at what he did when he had Mario Williams on the other side, yeah, because he's getting one-on-one blocks. Right. So if Epinesa can come in on, on top of having Ned Oliver, I mean, if you get if you if you get them on the one side and Jerry Hughes on the weak side, you're going to get Jerry Hughes on a one-on-one matchup with like a right tackle. That's a situation that I would be all for, and that's why I love this pick, especially probably, if you're probably just going to hold poor Jerry anyways. Every play, poor Jerry. Well, and the thing is. <laughs> The, yeah, the, right. the, flaw, the flaw in Jerry's game is if Jerry doesn't get held, he fires out five to seven yards yeah. off right. the field he right off the bat. He overpursues. That gets him into some trouble sometimes. But That's what I'm saying. If he's your weak side guy, you know, right. and you're going to bring blitzes that, from the weak side. Yeah, it's that's the trade-off because if you're going to have a pass rusher, a true pass rusher, for the most part, going to get it. it's not a lot of run D. So, yeah. I mean, there's not a lot of ping, guys that are built like J.J. Watt that can be a pure pass rusher exactly. and, and still go stuff a right. run, too, when you need right. it. So, yeah, that's why uh, a guy like Epinesa, who six can do five, both. 275. That's a big yeah. boy. That is a big boy. Yeah, <laughs> taking up space, making making issues. Yeah. But the... Uh, our third round pick, eighty six overall, running back Zach Moss from Utah. <laughs> yeah, Utah. A Mormon uh, country, huh? Little, you know, five nine, two twenty three. Kenny Albino's up. Three time thousand yard <laughs> rusher. And he's all time leading rusher at Utah and their all time leading scorer. That's Utah impressive. was a good squad too, so that's not like he Yeah, they've been relevant. He wasn't for, hiding over there by any means. Uh, he's the uh he's the hammer, you know. Yeah. We got some lightning, now we got a hammer. I like it. It's perfect, and I am more and more of a believer of, not that I don't like veteran running backs, but the running back position, the way it's valued, I'll take rookie contracts and I'll recycle them all day, every day. You take your fifth-year option, maybe. I ain't paying you in year six. I'll see you later. I've already drafted somebody behind you. Like in two years, assuming this duo pans out, in two years I'm restocking. See you guys later. Right. Paying these running backs is not shaking out. I mean, anybody. and look at it like this: what the Bills did. Now, this is one. This wasn't when they were good, but this is a situation that that should be helpful to Brandon Bean when you draft running backs. Now, don't take them high like we did when we had Marshawn Lynch, C.J. Spiller, and Fred Jackson. But if you keep drafting guys like that and they're on their rookie contract, then Marshawn Lynch gets into trouble with the law, and you ship him out to Seattle. Obviously, he's a great career there, but like we still got a decent haul back for that. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, you keep your options open with, with the younger contracts because yeah. you can move guys, you can just walk and away somebody, from them. There's always somebody out there right. who will pay for it. Right. Somebody. Or even look at what that dude on San Francisco did this year uh, in the playoffs. He was, like, 28 years old. He's been a Specs team player yeah. his yeah. entire career. Has an unbelievable playoff run. It's, you can find them anywhere. They're everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Everywhere. I'm never paying a running back again if I have a choice. <laughs> and, that's, and that's why Leonard Fournette's still sitting in, you know, sitting there. Yeah. yeah. Who would, who would want to pay that? Especially when he has a history. I don't even care about his injury history. I think he's a bad apple. Right. I think that showed when everything went down with Ramsey. And, you know, the, I, 
I think his character came out and it didn't look good, and I it's hurting him. A lot, a lot of that over there. Weird. Mm. It's Duval. Mm. It's the water in Duval County. Duval County. Who roots for a county? It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Duval sucks. Uh, I did like what Zach Moss said about his running style, and uh, me and Nick talked about this when I, we shot the shit yesterday, that he said he likes to make people make business decisions yep. when they want to tackle him. Yep. I have yeah, never you heard... You in the hole. What you doing, son? Yeah. <laughs> I have never heard... A line that sent chills down my spine. For like, if I'm a defensive player and I played some defensive line in my day, and a running back says, "I want you to make a business decision," I'm going, "Shit!" Now I got to hit him hard every time. I was so geared up, I wanted to put pads on and let him run me over. Like, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's that's the dude I want to block for because that's not the dude that's gonna, you know, if I don't don't block well on a play, is gonna get you know shoestring tackled and look at me and go, "What the hell, man." Like, the the first time I heard the term business decision, I was watching Sports Center and LeBron James was on his fiftieth step from half court to about to dunk it. <laughs> and of course, there was a guy under the bucket. And he just slides out of the way, and the highlight he's reading, he goes, "Make the business decision here." And I died laughing. <laughs> like that's kind of that guy's not really going to get hit. This made sense to me. Right. Helmet pads, and you and me. Who's getting hit here? So I was. That really did it for me, for sure. I'll tell you this about Zach Moss and that comment. It shows me that he's a competitor, and he's going to bring it every day. You're gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna show up, and I guarantee you that the defense is going to hate him during the season because he's going to run hard then too, and it's going to be how bad do you want to play today? And on game day, that's going to be a great mindset. It is especially listen, Josh Allen still has his limitations. He's a young quarterback, and we need to have a run game. It's going to be. Line up behind our big boys. Let's get downhill. How bad do you want to play today? I'll tell you, I looking from the defensive side of the ball, looking at a dude like Josh Allen, who may not be the most technically sound player out there, but that dude's a gamer. That dude is another competitor. You know, he's he's going to come and he's going to come out swinging no matter what you bring at him. And now he's got another running back in the backfield with him that's going to do the same thing. That's scary. I feel like we're building a physically tough football team. Blue Just, collar, baby. You know, yeah. yeah, a team Classic that Buffalo. It's not a not that we're not a finesse team because we're showing signs of having a finesse style offense to an extent in the passing game, or at least but, attempting to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's just it, in general, like a mindset type thing is we're building a a grind. Well, the fact is, late in the season in November in Buffalo, look at the Eagles game last year. I say that we should have beat the Eagles, but Brian Dable went in there with the game plan of they don't have a secondary, we're going to pass the ball, and then it was a Buffalo weather day. And we kept trying to pass the ball, and that's all fine and good, but you want to win games in Buffalo in November and December, you got to get up in, in between the tackles and run the damn ball. Yeah, That's what New England has done for years. They get a fullback yeah. in the game, they run the damn ball. Yeah, they find ways to put those 10 and 11, 12 play drives together, grind clocks out, and that's that how you win is ball the games. most monotonous, boring thing you've ever seen. But all of a sudden, you're up two scores, and you don't really realize it happened. Right. But and then, then you then you force one turnover, and it, the game's out of hand. Right. And then and as some weird co- weird Southern Texas football coach was like, "Hey, that's football, baby." <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I mean, that's, I, all of a sudden, is that weird? <laughs> Sounds like Billy Bob. I just saw syrup. <laughs> we still got to do our Halloween episode where oh, we all man. dress up like characters from the show or from the movie. But. We'll do Christmas in July and dress up as Halloween characters. Sweet. I got a Jackie Moon jersey, so. <sighs> and I got and I got a, a Afro. Uh, what's it called? Wig. Gonna love me sexy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. Semi pro. Four, fourth round pick. 128 overall, Gabriel Davis, wide receiver from UCF. 6'2", 216. Um, some questions on his speed, but a 4'5'4 you know, five, five, is respectable for his size, quote-unquote. And uh, seems like he's more of a possession guy, which is something the Bills currently lack. There were so many receivers in this draft. I, I don't know. It was not to say it was hard to go wrong, but... I'm glad we waited because of the depth, and I think we made good moves in front of it. Uh, I'd be lying to you if I watched UCF anything. So yeah. I've heard mixed reviews on him, and well, frankly, I'll wait and see because this is. I'm hoping this is one of those guys you get in a mid round, and he's just a solid dude. Like, just be solid. I don't need you to blow people out of the water. Yeah, be a, be a solid backup, be a good teammate. But I tell you what, I I don't really have a life, so I watch a lot of. 
college football, and UCF Memphis for the past couple of years has been some of the best games I've ever seen. Gabe Davis was on UCF. Got to see him firsthand in those and, and a couple other times. He doesn't really impress me that much. It's not saying he's a bad pick. It's just saying, like, he's not – he doesn't run a full route tree, you know. He's almost DK Metcalfish. Mm-hmm. He's going to run streaks. He's going to run posts. He's going to mm-hmm. run digs and maybe a slant, well, you know. DK Metcalf was a guy that I wanted nothing to do with, and he looked pretty damn good. So Right. Well, well and that's what I'm saying. So you know? so it's 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 not necessarily that he, he stood out to me. It's just are we going to utilize him in a way to best – to where he can play to the best of his ability in our system. Oh, the most truth for every athlete ever, I guess. Yeah, that's right? true. But well, could, if you think about it, if people play, you know, guys that re- resurrect careers in other teams, and it makes you wonder. Right, you play them in the right role. Were right? they in the bad spot? You know, because right. obviously, change of scenery. Who knows? But just there's, there's always that thing that that guy was he put in the best position to excel. Right. Well, and uh, PFF charted that uh, 1045 of his 1241 yards last year came from a linear combination of hitches, slants, posts, goes, and double moves. There you go. So, <laughs> I mean, that's that's pretty telling exactly what my man Nick just said here. Um, he well, seems it looks like he's get, it's going to be a boomer bust type pick. But but he doesn't he, he doesn't have to he doesn't have to pan out for us, you know. He's going to be probably John Brown's backup. Right. He's we're, he's going to give John Brown a blow. We're talking about a guy who's going to be in a room of dudes competing to be the fourth or fifth receiver on the field. And who knows if that could be good field. for him too. Good right, receiver, right, right. And 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 John Brown is is a is a great veteran who's shown that he's a great leader. He could bring this kid yeah. along. You never really know. Yeah, that's. I mean, you go to a team and you got assholes in front of you that don't care about you. That can that can change everything. So he was also running routes ten minutes after he was drafted. So work ethic clearly a reason why Bean wanted him because this kid wants to get better. Yeah, that's just he's a character character yeah. coach. He wants character guys. I mean, that's, fair enough. It's it's quite clear. It was a little interesting the first year of being in uh, McDermott when we started lopping people off and everyone just kind of went, "Oh, what are we doing here?" And I, but now it's very clear what we're putting together. And I, I don't know who can still question what we're doing. Right? And the only reason that that worked <laughs> is because McDermott was a good enough coach to prove that even when lopping off the talent, he could still win. Yes. So now it's like, well, now trust my guy to go get me that talent. I think for the first time in a very long time, we have a head coach and a GM that are on the same page. Yeah, to well, say the least. And to Nick's point, you know, a lot of that has to do with believing what you're talking about. Like, if you, I mean, we've all played sports our whole lives, and we've all played for a buy coach in. that says things that we know he doesn't believe himself. This dude comes out. I mean, and I've I've made reference to uh, you know a few times. I don't know if it was ever on this podcast, but I know. Uh, a friend of mine had the opportunity to go and see some of the behind-the-scenes stuff during, you know, the the preseason drills and practices and stuff this year, and it was before we got rid of McCoy, and McDermott does this thing called the Amazing Race, where they have group team the the teams broken up into, into different sub teams, and they have three Peloton bikes, and it's basically you have to burn 800 calories on this bike, 500 on this bike, and 300 on this bike as a team, and Veterans could opt out if they wanted to. You know, you guys like McCoy could be like, listen, man, I'm near the end here. I don't need to do this crap. And when you got dudes like that that are the hardest workers in the room trying to win this thing, that tells you who your coach is. That tells you, like, what the guys at the top expect because that dude knows if he walks away from it, every other dude that does it is going to look at him different. They're going to treat him different. He's not going to be part of the team. And that's the type of guy we got. And, you know, at some point, like I said, you you got to believe what you're talking about. So... And if you don't, I mean, you know, we, we had, you know, Rex Ryan. Well, we're going to build a bully. And he was a lot of talk. Rex Ryan was big. He was big names and big names and, big, and a, big and a lot of wind. <laughs> you know, I mean, that, and that's what it was. And a lot of that comes from the fact that, you know, step one, you got to believe what you're, what you're you know, you got to buy what you're selling, and then they have to buy what you're selling. Right, right. And you're not going to get the second one without the first one. So, and now moving to – People questioning the process probably for the first time this entire draft. Round five, pick 167, quarterback from Georgia, Jake Fromm, State Farm. Oh, where's he from? State Farm. Wait, what? He's wearing khakis. Jake Fromm, State Farm. So great. It's so great. (laughs) 
The fact that he that, that they actually put that on a graphic during a college football game this year. Was yeah, fantastic. absolutely, absolutely. It's better than um, the tragedy. I don't, I don't know what the there is to question here. This, I, what, what is there to question? I got a guy that some people thought could have been a starting quarterback, could have been drafted as a starting quarterback, and he's going to be my backup. There's no quarterback controversy. And again, now I have a rookie contract sitting around with a dude who was touted to be insanely intelligent football-wise. Yeah. Great. Barkley's on, what, his last year, if I recall? Yes. Something like that. And, and, I mean, he's a serviceable veteran, but now what? what's the difference? Give me this. And now it's trade bait. Well, I don't care. There's nothing wrong with this pick. If I, I don't, I don't. I didn't understand why anyone would be mad about this one. I'll tell you what Jake Fromm will bring to the quarterback room, and that it's that he is that intelligent guy. And Josh, once again, is a competitor, and you need somebody who's going to push him behind him. And Matt Barkley clearly doesn't have the physical talents Josh does Great to dude. push him. Great guy. Great guy. Great leader. Team dude. I, but lo- he, I love him. In oh, well, and that's what I'm saying. Matt Barkley pushes Josh intellectually on the field because he's that veteran. But now Josh is in his third year, so Josh – already has kind of the little nuances and now they're bringing in Jake Fromm who is another really intelligent guy to the quarterback room to push Josh to ba- to make better decisions. Yeah, because you know a guy like Fromm who I'm sure he's well aware of his physical shortcomings is a mental sponge so he's going to have to right. press him in what different ways and the guy wins. If he wants to compete. So, hey, great. For the value of that pick and where it is and again, the value of what the quarterback is right. in the NFL because I still... I got a guy, the way my quarterback plays, is going to miss games or going to miss plays. I need somebody behind his ass. The backup, I think Lewis Riddick, um, he said, on your 53-man roster, the backup quarterback position is a top 30 position. Yeah, 100%. Okie dokie. Yep, 100%. Jake from State Farm. Let's do it. (laughs) Didn't need much more information than that. Well, so, and I didn't do a a ton of digging into this, but... I guess the question would be, what was taken after that pick that could have been helpful to us? Right. What else like, could we have had? Or, or would, like, would we have picking? Would we, would we be picking a guy that, like, well, maybe he's a practice squad guy, right? Or competing we, for a roster spot or bubble, jammed yeah. up on a, you know? And again, you're looking when you get to a spot, you're looking at the best player available and your positions of needs, and then where they match. Backup quarterback is a position of need all the time. Yes. You can never have one a good enough backup quarterback. No, look at what the Eagles the did. I mean, they had especially because if I decide Fromm makes my roster, now I deal Barkley for a fourth round, fifth round. Sure, but yeah. that, that's just another flyer on a young quarterback if Fromm doesn't work out. No right. shit. So I'm back to square one anyway. So yeah. who cares? I exactly. Say. And this one's cheaper. And, yeah. And really, every, everything that they're saying about Fromm is the only the only question mark about him about why he wouldn't be a quality starting caliber quarterback. Is his arm strength yep. and his arm strength and mobility? He really. said he can't make throws outside the numbers. Right. So the field's small for him because he doesn't possess, which I thought was okay. Ryan Fitzpatrick's down shortcoming. Smart right. Ryan style, Fitzpatrick just thought he had an arm. Yeah. Which exactly. Is, which is and, why people love him. I mean, yeah. So sometimes and, it's all it takes. And right. He gets away with it, but historically he can't make the throw outside the numbers, which is why he can't be. And above an, an a actual top starting quarterback, yeah. yeah, NFL starting quarterback. But that is why he's going to be the downfall of Tua. Yeah, <laughs> but now think about it: if your backup was Ryan Fitzpatrick every day, would you ever be mad? No. So if Jake no, Fromm is could Ryan come in and steal you a game, yeah, sure. Yeah, great. Absolutely, sounds good. Sixth round, pick one eighty-eight, Georgia Southern kicker Tyler Bass. I was told he was the best kicker in the draft. Uh, I watched video of this dude hitting 50 yarders with no step. Yeah, I haven't seen this video, crazy. but I refuse to believe that's and real. No, that's, no, it's real. And Ball is on camera the entire way. He's not a big no, dude, so no I don't doubt. know where he's getting that power from, but it six, is incredible. Thank you, meathead. Get out of there. <laughs> what? Power is not about size, bro. He's wiry. Yeah. He's like 5'8". He's wiry. wiry. Yeah, but he doesn't have like, it's not like he's lanky. He's 5'8". He's wiry. Wiry. Whatever. All I'm saying is it's really impressive to watch the ball come off his foot. It explodes off his foot. I mean, he, he really does. I you know watched the video, and it's from an angle that if if that video is fake, they somebody is doing really great job of somebody is doing some like <laughs> you know Marvel Studios caliber CGI on that because that was impressive. And then he hits a sixty yarder with what like a step and a half. Yeah, it was a step and a half. And 
I mean, the dude just got a leg and a half on him, and if you uh, know, love, he's listed at five eleven, five eleven, one eighty five. All right, fair enough. Wiley, Wiley, Wiley. No, I mean it's it's, it's Wiley. I don't know how to say it like that. If I mean, if my man put, and I love I love me some house money, but if my man pushes house money to be better, well, that's that's just it. More competition. My, my one offensive weapon is wiry. The shit is that. <laughs> <laughs> we need a quarterback. <laughs> oh, yeah. I what? I'm not mad at this no. pick either. No. Uh, and if it's, and I'm not saying we should be taking kickers in the fourth, fifth round, but. And this is something the Patriots have done, and these things. There's value to be had in a kicker. I understand everybody and their mother, we think of fantasy football, and the kicker is just pointless and dead last. That's not true. Kicking is ask, a very, very important aspect. Ask the important a kicker is. Right. Yeah. So, again, I'm looking at value picks, best player available, position of need. I, I mean, how, He how also, he's old? a kickoff guy, this Bass kid. And uh, Hauschka was our kickoff guy. I don't know how many touchbacks he had last year. I don't pay attention to kicker stats. But that's that might be something Bean was looking at, too, is is if this kid can boot it out of the end zone every time and hit field goals, I feel why like not? this team is smart enough. Like a team like New England, I think a lot of teams overlook special teams. Not entirely, but they don't put as much effort into right. detail with it. I think a team like New England does, and they steal those one or two plays a game out of it. I feel like we have the room that's smart enough that is now thinking about those things. Right. And they have a very specific goal of what they want to do on special teams, and if it takes a kicker in the sixth round to get whatever. I, I mean, again, I'm just not questioning anything anymore. No. Until something goes wrong, I'm right, going to right. say this pick is good. And again, and again <laughs> tell, tell me, tell me what sixth round pick we're taking that's not going to be just some random depth guy or a practice squad player. Right. This dude's going to come in and compete for a job. He's going to push yeah. Hauschka. It sounds like it is, and that's why that's how yeah. you want to spend your draft capital. You want Absolutely. a guy who's going to push. Push guys right. off of your roster, really. I mean, a, a lot of the teams, and again, I, I hate referencing New England all the time, but getting rid of the dead weight before it's dead. Right. It's uh, just be a year. They're always a year ahead of the problem. So, sure, is this us now being a year ahead of these problems? Are we finally doing it? Yeah. And again, until it goes wrong, I'm not questioning <laughs> things. So far, everything is going up and up. So, Sure. Round six, pick 207, from the Ravens via the Patriots. <laughs> Wide receiver from Oregon State, Isaiah Hodgkin, Hodgins. 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 Hodgin. Tire to Tungavelos. TJ Hoshimazoo. Championship. TJ Hoshimazilli. We should drink some gin. Do you got the ginnamon? No. I've been drinking that on the rocks, guy. Yeah, you've been telling me. Yeah. This guy doesn't like gin. I'm not a gin guy. I'm not a liquor guy. Grow up. Uh, Turn your microphone off for five minutes. No, I don't think I will. <laughs> <laughs> oh, go ahead. You go. You go. On Isaiah, Hodgins? Isaiah Hodgins. Isaiah Hodgins is a freaking stud, man. Ooh, all right. Yeah, oh, he is. A, listen, Bring it. all right, he reminds me a lot of Stevie Johnson. And bringing him in right now, uh, I look at him, him as Stefan Diggs' backup. You know, he's going to be the guy to give Diggs a blow. They have a similar kind of route running style. He's not a freak athlete. I don't care. He gets open. He catches everything. He finds – he's really good at finding the hole in the zone to sit down in. And the thing that he's probably best at, which he got a lot of credit for in the draft process, his scramble drill ability, when the play breaks down and the route is no longer relevant, he is great at finding open space in the quarterback's vision. Love me some of that. That sounds like our guy right there. <laughs> this guy is a stud. I mean, he's a stud. I mean, I, you know, he's six, huge too. Six four, two ten, productive three year starter. Led the Beavers receivers in receptions. The all Beavers receivers. Especially looking at your mutton chops. I can't take anything you say seriously. <laughs> Listen, this, this facial hair has a superpower. Everything I say just looks sarcastic yeah, yeah, as fuck. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Oh, it's so great. Um, you look like a pedophile. The old French tickler. <laughs> Which one? Oh. <laughs> They're everywhere. <laughs> yeah. uh, after an 86 for one, uh, 11.71 and 13 junior year, declared for the draft as a 21-year-old. He's a patent route runner who tracked the ball well, catches the ball, uh, catches it with his hands, big frame, allows him to high point the passes. I did notice the hands catching in a lot of his highlights. Yeah, uh, he's... He looks like he's got big mittens. Yep. 
says, unfortunately, it showed 4-6 speed when in a 45th percentile adjusted spark athleticism at the draft. What the fuck does that mean? Guy, how do you not know what that means? It means he's not the greatest athlete in the world, but can he play football? That's what I did. I don't, give a, <laughs> I don't yeah, care I mean, about again, your, that was the your knock advocate on. spark athleticism grades. Can the dude play football? DK Metcalf couldn't run a cone drill to save his life, but caught a lot of touchdowns last yeah, year. Yeah, guy can go up and get the ball. And I, unfortunately, because... You know, the NFL shoves the same five teams in my face all the time. Saw every Seattle game <laughs> all last year, I think. So I got to watch DK Metcalf a lot. The touchdowns he was scoring were not streak jump balls. Like they said, that was the only thing he was going to be good for. The man was running routes and, catch, and making, you know, even slant routes, breaking things. Stuff he wasn't supposed to be able to do or was told that he was too stiff. I don't. I mean, maybe that's because he showed up with Seattle used body him fat in the combine, and like there exactly. Seattle, Seattle used him perfectly. They ran, they ran him on routes that he was going to win on. And Russell Wilson, th- listen, they have a very and you run heavy the scramble offense. drill. I picture right. Russell Wilson, who never seems to throw out of the pocket. I always right. think he's running around. And Josh, Josh scrambles, so you know, he's always out of the pocket. Yeah, if I picked up my, we almost designed it that way half the time. Yeah. Pretty much move the pocket and get it, get well, get your players where they're going to make the plays. I'll take that over the uh, QB draw. <laughs> you don't Again. want QB power? I just don't like to lead off the second half with it, Dable. Yeah, or, you know, when we're driving and we're in the goal line and we try and stuff it in there again on third down. It's just, come on, guy. Throw guy. a wrinkle. Or well, trying well, to, I'm trying to run out halftime. I'm already up 10. I'm trying to get to the yeah, locker room. Right. We should have just ran it to Patrick and yeah, We do a nice QB run to see if I can get my guy hurt going into halftime, and then he fumbles, and all of a sudden we give up a field goal, and now it's a one-possession game, and they get the ball in the third quarter. You're an idiot sometimes. Jesus. I'm good. That was not oddly specific. <laughs> I was so pissed. <laughs> I was so pissed. He remembers. I was yelling down the bleachers, what are we doing? <laughs> You won't have to yell so far this year. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God for me because I was going to kill somebody. Else. <laughs> One more season. Uh, I got to move down like four seats. It's Beautiful. great. Uh, last pick, se- round seven, 239 from the Vikings. Dane Jackson, cornerback from Pitt. Didn't he have like the most pass breakups in the ACC or some crap? Yes. He had, some, like that. he had some highly rated he, stat, even though he, he doesn't have glowing reviews. He didn't have interceptions. That's that's the knock. Yeah, I, I read he wasn't a ball I, hawk. We, okay, uh, but does he does he play the position? That's that's checked, the thing. Like he's play defense right. because they can't catch in the first place. So not everybody's Tre'Davious White. I assume every D man sucks at catching balls. <laughs> uh, we got three year starter with two thousand seven hundred and sixty snaps under his belt. Wow. Couple two three. Uh, huh? He's six foot one eighty seven. Posted double digit pass breakups for three straight seasons at yeah. Pitt. Uh, his fiery competitiveness, which is noticeable on film, and reluctance to back down from any challenge are attractive traits. He was bullied far too often where it counts, getting tossed in the red zone for twenty touchdowns over the course of his career. He'll need to improve his discipline and overall strength to secure an NFL roster spot beyond his rookie year. So he's a slot corner. I mean, this this to me sounds I like... See, I see red zone touchdowns. I assume you are under... You're a little undersized for a corner to get... I mean, he's six foot. That That's mean, not tiny. He looked tiny on the field. Yeah. From what fair. I watched. I mean, but, you know, you see college games, and all of a sudden people are playing in the pros. And I remember watching... One that stands out. I used to think Le'Veon Bell was the slowest human being on planet Earth. Uh-huh. Watching him run in the green Michigan State. Because he looks like he's in slow motion, yeah. He looked like he was dragging. And then all of a sudden he put black on. I'm like, oh, my God, he could run. <laughs> so it's weird. And yeah. every highlight I saw was with the old school blue pit jersey. I think oh, those are gorgeous. Slow. They are gorgeous, but I think everyone looks slow in them. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> uh, that's fair. Si- size comparison here. Uh, he is six foot 187. Trey is 5'11", 192. Yeah. So, so Trey's a bit more built, but like, yeah. See, now I would tell you that Trey Trey looks bigger, and I, I think size wise he probably is bigger. But I Trey's also got long arms. You know what I mean? He's, he does he, look gangly, doesn't he? Yeah, he that's that's what gives him a lot of range. Yeah. So I mean, really, this is your this is your standard seventh round pick. Take a flyer guys, on, a, on guys, a depth guy. Guy's got some upside to him, but has some some. And again, another too. position that's valued in the NFL is cornerback. Right, and that can never have too many. Up. Yeah. And so, well, we had Isaiah McKenzie playing against the Jets last year at corner, so. <laughs> I love me some Isaiah McKenzie. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, I think he's 
in my opinion, the probably the safest of our depth receivers that were rostered prior to the draft. Oh, 100%. Like they Robert, have a very – they have Robert a, Foster's yeah. going to be job hunting soon. Yeah. Yeah, I like our receiver room. Do you think right we – do? You, question, just off the ball here, do you think we keep Andre Roberts for return duties or do we move on from that? Uh, did any of our receivers coming in have return? I didn't look for that. I know Isaiah McKenzie's done returns before, but I don't know how much they trust him with that. I liked him when he did it. I know he didn't do it a lot. but yeah, Maybe I, this corner could uh, be returning. I don't know. I haven't looked into it. It's above my pay grade. Yeah. Did you guys see this Trey Adams from Oregon? Love it. Drafted free agent we picked up. Washington. Oregon. Trey Adams? What about it? From Oregon. The offensive tackle? Sliding laptop from Oregon. He's from Washington. Uh, Buffalo Fanatics is wrong. Oh, yeah, sure is. He played for the Huskies. Buffalo Fanatics? Buffalo Fanatics. Yeah, guy's a stud, though. Someone's lying to somebody. He was undrafted, you said? Undrafted free agent signing. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's a stud, man. Uh, he, I think he had injury problems, which is why he went undrafted, but he was, like, widely regarded as top three you tackle in the right. Pac-12. He did play for Washington. Buffalo Fan Addicts, you are wrong. Put him on the suck list. Uh, Buffalo Fan Addicts, suck list. You have this as number one undrafted <laughs> free agent signing on your goddamn webpage. Rip. And he, you have him playing for Oregon. My man with his high school shirt picked his pocket with oh, that. <laughs> Come on. This is why you listen to us, not Buffalo Fan Addicts. Fuck yeah, that. You heard it here first. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm Also, Google. shout out to Trey Adams for having the honesty uh, to say it when he wanted something, or they asked him, what would you change about yourself? And he said, I want a bigger dick. So, shout out to Trey Adams. Boom. He's honest. Pow. You know exactly what you're going to get from the guy. That's pretty much all I know. Anybody see the episode of Family Feud that had Stefan Diggs and oh Trey White in it? Oh, my God. That was great. No. This is comedic gold. Now, oh listen, I'll God. preface this by saying how high I was when I saw this video. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> He was asked to finish the sentence. <laughs> and Steve Harvey goes, finish this sentence. He goes, leave it. Blank. <laughs> Stefan Dick goes, in. <laughs> oh, my God. So now, of oh. course, both teams are littered with giant NFL football players, and you should see they're, they're all crying. I mean, black men looked red. It was hilarious <laughs> how just their legs. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Steve Harvey is his huge fish lips and bug eyes. It's just sad. <laughs> what? Yeah, that was that's our guy right there. Oh, that's yeah. terrific. You do yourself a favor. He's the next Jordan Matthews. He's just going to come here and start making babies. Sometimes you got to make babies, man. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the more athletes that come here and make babies that stay here, the more athletic kids we have in high schools around here. I've said it before, Let's and I'll it. say it again. If Marshawn Lynch wanted to run people down on Chippewa, I would have let him done it. He just had to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. You can mow down whoever you want to. Listen, if they're on Chippewa. That's what I'm saying. Know, like, yeah, get on. rid of some of the riffraff anyways. <laughs> Travis Henry would have had less kids. Jesus <laughs> Christ. He's still paying out the ass for child support. Huh? Uh, <laughs> if he's got anything left to pay. <laughs> Man couldn't play enough years in the NFL to pay those bills. There's no Antonio Cromartie, though. Also, funny, bring this around, though, is... Uh, I got a Travis Henry comparison for the Zach Moss pick. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, uh, I did uh, agree with that immediately. I could see resemblance in their real Yeah, it runs hard. Yeah, just looks like a low-to-the-ground bowling ball, like bringing it to you. So I'll take me some oh Travis Henry. <clears throat> Octomom or whatever, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing over there, guy? This picture of Trey Adams on the Washington website. He's he a legend. Is, he, is <clears throat> a, he is mutton chops and a stash away yeah. from, like, from really challenging your title. Oh, yeah. This is great. This look, guy I'm, gets I'm, it. Look at it. This look guy it. gets it, he's man. Got, he's got the sweet lettuce. That dude needs That's this, lettuce. and he is, yeah. he is there. Oh, man. Uh, I am all about I, Just a that. mustache even would Seriously. do it for him. I, no, give me the Chuck Rigetti Fu Manchu. Oh. That's the move for that guy. Or Soul Patch. Just Soul Patch. And the Soul Patch. And the Soul Patch. Fu Manchu. The Soul Patch makes him look like a daywalker. I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> Give me the soul. That's man that's chew. half the joke, though. Oh, oh my God! <laughs> God, he's huge too. Six eight yeah. three fourteen. Yeah, he's God a big damn. boy, but he's like athletic big. You know what I mean? He's yeah. not. He's not like fat. Is that like slim thick? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, 
Thick and chunky, as Colin Coward would thick, say. Thick, thick and chunky? Trunk, thought that was Campbell's soup. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. oh R.I.P. Jack's <laughs> brother, dude. That's, oh, boy. Uh, final thoughts on the Bills draft, boys. What do we think? Uh, if a if they had higher than A pluses, I'd give it to them. No, I'd I'll keep it r- realistic. It was a solid draft. Uh, I didn't see any holes. I mean, you can always hindsight look at it and pick things up. But I thought for the way that everything played out, I thought it was a good draft. I don't know what more different things you could have done. I mean, I'm sure all the trade offers were listened to. You know, Bean's active, but. He's never overstepped himself, and it's shown again this time. So, good for me. I mean, every year from July to, you know, January, I trust Brandon Bean with the uh, mental stability of myself, and so far he hasn't he hasn't done too poorly. So, yeah. uh, I'm going to keep trusting him until, until he gives me reason yeah, to panic. Yeah, that's what I mean. Every year we you go know? in the right direction. So I'm I almost not... hate that I agree with Brandon Bean's moves because, like, I don't feel comfortable with it. <laughs> it's but, awkward. But at the As same time, fan, it's welcome. Like, we, we've been groomed our entire lives not to trust what yep. they're doing. I, I was saying it a lot last year, um, especially after we lost the playoff game, is that I'm happy to be in a position that I'm bitching about losing a playoff game. And I had to keep right. that in perspective. Because you lost the game, so you're nitpicking the game, and it sounds, you know, it's like, wait a minute, I, I just lost a playoff game. Like, I'm bitching about that. And I you had to keep that, go, could you go back three years, and no one no one's talking about us playing playoff games, so. No. Yeah, I mean, we, were talking, we were talking about winning in week six. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even, even if you think about, like, the feel of after the Jacksonville game to the feel of after the playoff game this past year. Completely different. Completely different. I mean. Every, like we all kind of knew we didn't belong. We were outmatched yeah. against Jacksonville. We yeah, were we walked away from that game with oh, cool. Glad we were here. Awesome. But thinking about two it, two years later, you're bitching about losing. It's like good. Think you about won that. that yeah, because you knew you should have won. So think about the fact that your team has progressed technically. Because now you're mad about the loss. You're not happy about it. That means you're better. So and that's all same, I can ask for. At the same time, like walking out of the game, looking at that roster, who we had, what was going on at the time. I mean, we were looking at that going. Like well, we really if you really thought about it, we didn't belong there. No. We were outmatched. We I mean we we limp dicked into that and you know, came out and like I mean, looking at it afterwards going like, oh, we might be lucky to be here again in the next couple of years. Right. And I mean now we're looking at it going I mean, they're pretty sure as of right now we've well, got it picked as like I'm, number I'm six in the power rankings right now. I'm walking into this year I'm the division favorite. Now I understand that Brady I don't like le- that, but I, I get it, but it's now it's time to you you can right. do two it's time, things it's time, with that. It's time to ascend. So you this can, is this is our chance. Yeah, you can crumble from that because the pressure was put on you, or walk out with your big dick and know that it's your time, and go out there and make do it. No, I think decisions. we would be the division favorite even if Brady stayed. I really maybe yeah, not. Maybe it's not a, a no, full-on you know favorite. What, it's about I'm not that gonna, time. That's what I mean. I, I'm giving Bean and McDermott more credit of why we are in the position we are more than Tom Brady leaving right, New England. Right, than the Patriots not being No, granted, it obviously helps. I'm not, I'm not not acknowledging that by any means. So would we be, I think, an outright favorite if Brady, Brady was in New England? No, but I think every conversation you would listen to by the the pro analysis would put us right there, that yeah. this is probably our time to take it over, even if he was sitting there. The, I mean, the conversation would almost be how the Bills are the favorite but you can't discount the Patriots. Yeah, that's what it would sound like. That's just it. And that's that's what would be the That's what Bean has been saying. He's saying until the until we knock him off, we're There's not number one. Despite the fact that everyone's saying, "Hey, the Bills." But should the analysis win the division. would be the Bills should win this. But I'm not counting New England again. What well, I'm saying so, about as Bean, long as they have Bill I'm not Belichick. disagreeing with it until he proves me wrong. And again, right. I can't count New England out until they stop winning. So even this year, I'll be like, mm, until we do it. Right. <laughs> I mean. No, no need to keep beating that dead horse. I agree with everything both of you guys said. So, we uh, switching gears here. We've got our segways are hard, huh? Segways. Are hard. <laughs> I've never <laughs> ridden one. I have. They're, they're not fun. Paul Bart Mall Cop. But, <laughs> he uh, makes it look easy. He's a pro. Kevin James is a legend. Paid, All right, Kevin James is a legend. So our movie bracket here, the Hats, Tats, and Sats greatest sports movie ever, is on our onto our Elite Eight and. Special shout out, Manu. You're on the fucking suck list, and I'm tagging you in everything I ever post ever again. <laughs> Play with the bull, you get the horns. Oh my god! Be careful. 
Be careful of that guy's on his phone a lot. I know. <laughs> he's got a lot of time on his hands. Listen, I'm, I'm living for it. Bring it. He's, he only works like every three days. He, he told he told me that I that we should have gotten this 48 movie bracket done in a day and that he's just checked out on it and so I'm just tagging him in every, every poll now. He's checked out on everything right I know now. He has. He's he's so, He seems bored. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think tell a lot of people are I, bored. I see, I see him commenting on Erica's stuff more than on, uh, more than normal. So. Oh, no. Yeah. So our final four, we have two baseball movies going against two football movies on one side and two hockey movies going against two Rocky movies on the other side. This is... This is a glorious Elite Eight. See, as much... I mean, there was a lot of gripe about how it got here, but... I think we're coming down to it pretty well. Yeah, you look backwards, I don't know how many things I would have changed of how I got to my Elite Eight here. I mean... I was surprised Bull Durham dropped off as quick as it did. Um, I was surprised Blindside beat Varsity Blues, but I think that I don't had, think enough people have seen Varsity Blues. Yeah, it's an older movie, so that's you have I mean, to be was, like you have like to like be our, like. Uh, what are you like trying a, to say? Well, I'm saying you have to be like an, uh, for my generation because you guys are old as shit. Wow, um, there is about a decade between us. Yeah, for my generation, you have to be like an avid movie fan and an avid sports fan Listen, to know when, what that when is. When we were when we were going nuts about the whipped cream bikini, my man was playing dress up with his little brother in the my basement. little brother. That explains a lot. Yeah, Ben, you and Ben were playing dress up in the basement. Dress we up. I've seen pictures. <laughs> Not of me and Ben dressing up. Of Ben dressing up, and you were part of it. I don't know what you're talking about. You um, know, uh, doctors say that you can black out things from your childhood that were really traumatizing. Sure. I didn't put that behind <laughs> a wall. You think you stuffed that down <laughs> I just, somewhere? I just put that behind a wall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we that, can revisit that one, it. That was really in the death. <laughs> we can we can go get Allie. She'll she'll confirm that. Yeah, let's get a psych uh, person in here. Yeah, but, why don't you uh, call her again? See how that goes. It'll go pretty well. I'll just Happy tell her her Gilmore hair looks pissed nice. me off. It it really bothered me how far Happy Gilmore made it in this because Why? Happy Gilmore is not a sport. It's a good movie. It's a comedy. It's not really a sports movie. Well, that's I mean, I'm kind of disappointed. Slapshot and OG Rocky you make were the in the argument same corner. about not being a sports movie to like Mighty Ducks if you want. That's not true. Mighty Ducks is a great sports movie. Mighty Ducks is a horrid sport, uh, hockey movie. Horrid. Yeah. Oh my god, it's awful in terms of hockey, but great cool. movie. But we're calling it a sports movie, so yeah, th- I mean, that's fair. and here we are, and here it is in the Elite Eight. Because then Major League's not a fucking sports movie. Then yeah, I mean, Major League should never beat Bull Durham, in my opinion. That's I mean, like, but these are small gripes. Like, we're, you're looking at it like, you know, we why do we like Bull Durham so much? Because we're baseball guys, and it's a baseball movie. Yeah. Why do the masses like Major League? Because it's a movie about baseball that you laugh your ass off at. And it's got Charlie Sheen. I mean, it's a popularity contest like anything else. Yeah. It's not going to be right. So someone's going to be pissed. Everyone's frankly, got their own opinion, man. Don't give a shit. Right. Because Blades of Glory is still the greatest sports movie of all time. It's glorious. It's the greatest movie of all time, period. For those of you that haven't gone back and watched the uh, video topic of sports movies, that was that was the winner. Yeah, we half-assed did it, and we just kind of, you know. Just exclaimed it at the end. Talked really. her, this is how this bracket started, because we just kind of talked our way through it and then made a half-assed decision that Blades of Glory was the greatest movie of all time. And, of course, it got questioned immediately, so here's the bracket. <laughs> nice work. Now we got to question the bracket. What's wrong with you people? This bracket is now being played under person. protest. Can't you understand <laughs> that? <laughs> so you take the specs to... No, my secretary <laughs> What would you say you, you do, do here? <laughs> so, real quick, Major League or Friday Night Lights? Friday Night Lights. I yeah Friday Night Lights. I, I want to say maybe Friday Night Lights is, is is just that's if you want a sports, a sports movie, movie oh without my God. question. If I'm if I'm judging it right and not on my I love Major League hilariously and a baseball person, Friday Night Lights was Varsity Blues on steroids. Yeah. Yes. I mean we we lived through Varsity Blues and you know the replacements and then we got Friday Night Lights. Friday Night Lights like, is also yeah. a true story which which gives it a little bit of that added yeah. magic. You know what I mean? That that, else, that the crowd and you it. everybody who played high school football has a bit of that memory of the the lights going on on Friday night and the crowd that, and the roar. That sound. Oh my just god. Like, I'm getting chills right now. Yeah. Just cuz it's it, yeah. that's it's just it, that's why that movie is is incredible. And you remember it because you like you remember being out there and like the sun is starting to set, and you're like going through warm ups and right. stuff, and you just hear that, <laughs> and then the hum before the yep. lights come on. Yep. Mighty Ducks, Rocky Four. Rocky Four. 
Listen, oh, man. Say Mighty Ducks. I got to go Mighty Ducks here, all right? Gordon Bombay almost made it to the league. I love I love Gordon Mighty Bombay Ducks. was also a drunk fuck, and... Gives you hope. I, oh I grew up with the Mighty Ducks, and it's If you've never awesome. quacked in somebody's face when you just wanted to get, you know, your point across, you're not living life. Yeah, well, if you don't think that you've ever pictured also, yourself... It's not worth working winning. out like Rocky and whooping ass, and you are lying to yourself. It's because not nobody wearing a red Jofa beat Ivan Drago. <laughs> <laughs> Knock it red off. Red Jofa. Red Jofa. Hey, uh, it's not it's not worth winning if you can't win big. Cartman land on his face, and Ivan Drago stomping people. Let's go. Uh, I think I got to go Rocky Carp- Four there too. Listen, that's fair. I get it. Fuck the this, this is going to be a tough one. Miracle versus the original Rocky. Miracle. Not yeah. Not a question for me. Not a question. I. Uh, it's the it, only reason, like, because we we had this discussion when we did. You know, Rocky Four doesn't happen without Rocky One. Rocky One started the franchise. Rocky. I mean, Rocky One is. Does that make it a better movie? It's based on a true story as well. Right. Well, but, what makes it a better but, movie? Just because dude. it came up with a better story for number four, it's not one's fault. Right. Stories evolved. I agree. Dude, we're I'm talking... 33. doesn't make 20. I had to be one to get here, but my first year of life sucked last time I checked. So I'm doing okay right now. Are you sure? Do you, do you remember, do you <laughs> I, I pooped a lot. I know that. <laughs> it's, always a, it's always a plus. Yeah. It's always a plus in life. Uh, the, Listen, I don't, I don't disagree. I think Miracle is absolutely the winner there. Um, I'm just saying I, in terms... I think it's going to be a lot closer than we anticipate. Yeah, it's like, going to be close. But my thing with Miracle and the same with Rocky Four is, is you're you're taking a huge chunk of history in that too, which everyone lived through. It's sort of like if you know there's going to be sports movies about the pandemic in the future, we're going to be like, oh yeah, that's a great like representation of that time. You know, see now like remember the Titans is about a huge you know political part of time, right? And so you could argue that it's not really a sports movie because they don't put a ton of football on that thing, as opposed to everything else that they're doing. You know, like training right. wise and yeah. stuff. So, but we, it's still, you remember the football, but it was such a powerful movie in that regard. Miracle, obviously, has got all of that going on too, but there's a lot of hockey in oh, that movie. Oh, my. And the hockey, hockey, the hockey scenes are great. Yeah. Too. They're well like, put like, together. I mean, so, so the Herb so, Brooks coaching is like legitimate. Like, which stuff. makes that's the, the, the only hockey, thing that that's why Miracle beats it's Rocky the detail, to me because yeah. Rocky is. is it's just unrealistic the way they put it together. So it's an iconic movie for what it is, right. but for for fighting sense, I mean, come on, that's the most unrealistic thing I've ever seen. And it's but it's great. It's Rocky. It's what it's there for. But right. quality of movie, Miracle has to win that. I will say on the fighting style of Rocky, there was a little bit more free swinging in boxing of old days. So it was a little bit more telling to the time. You know, you're not you're you weren't right. watching Floyd Mayweather, you know, dance, dance around for fifteen rounds and like, no, but after throw the, six th- punches. the third yeah, you know, cross face. I yeah. sorry, somebody yeah. should be dead by yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> Especially from Drago. You know, they <laughs> and he even acknowledged it because when it came out with was Rocky six technically? Six, technically just yes. the one that was just called Rocky. Yes. Um, it was Rocky he, Balboa. Right, Rocky Balboa. He even acknowledged of how unrealistic it was. So when he filmed that one, and I do well, believe he, he directed that one. Yes, and he he actually put a lot more effort into learning how to box. Right, and, and he, he made that. Now went, that was I appreciate that movie for what the, those fight scenes because they're more realistic. And frankly, that movie is motivating. I love that movie. Yes, Rocky Balboa is a great movie to me. I agree, it's fantastic. And uh, that I would he, let he, it be also, Rocky he also he <laughs> also went and got an actual heavyweight boxer. Yeah. And there's actually stories from Rocky Balboa that he, you know, they were sparring and sometimes it got a little too quick for him and he got tagged and there was actually a day he woke up in a hospital and they're like, you okay, buddy? And he's like, (laughs) yeah, what what are we doing? (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I I agree with you in Miracle. The, The hockey in Miracle is so seamless that... They actually go from movie hockey to the actual video oh, yeah. of the game flawlessly, and you almost don't realize it mm-hmm. until you hear the audio change. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. It, it, that movie is just fantastic. And looking at this this final eight here, I don't see it losing. I mean, that's everybody that I've talked to. Because I'm looking across the way, and I'm probably going to stare at Friday Night Lights. Friday Night Lights, remember the, the Titans. Friday Night Lights, yeah, that's going to be the final two. And I just don't see which one. 
great final three as far as I'm concerned if I'm looking at it that way. And I don't know if you could make a wrong pick, but I don't see Miracle losing out of yeah. the three. Yeah, I it's going to be tough. I'm pretty sure everybody I've spoken to, because like when we when I first did this and I printed out the bracket at work and stuff, like some of them ended up floating around and people have done them. Almost everybody had Miracle going to the championship, and most of them had it winning it. Yeah. Um, I think one person had... What seed was tin, Miracle? Tin Cup. Uh, Miracle Nothing was, was really seeded. No, Miracle was one of the eight movies on that side. Because there's actually an extension okay, well, of this bracket that there's more. There should have been seeds. I'm kind of pissed. They're, they're that basic, was the gripe off the get-go. It just couldn't... There kind of were. Gotcha. Like, the, like the movies that we picked in the movie episode that were like our kind of standouts got a buy. Gotcha. We're just randomly okay. sorted. Yeah, okay. Because there's no way to seed them any other way, really. So other movies, so like Rocky Four played Can you imagine in, the conversation we would have had to have had? I would have just gone by movies. box office ratings and just seeded them. I know that's not the greatest way to there, do it. There it is. That's, but these goddamn millennials in their Google machine. <laughs> this, is, this is why we bring fresh, fresh viewpoints. This is what sometimes. it sounds like when I type. <laughs> <laughs> so, like Rocky Four made it from the pre, like that that original yeah. bracket to play Mystery Alaska, and one out to the Elite Eight. Yeah. Where Miracle got a buy and has made it to the Elite Eight. Like it's mystery Alaska. So Rocky Four has made a nice run. Yes, my, Rocky Four is on a great. Rocky Four is Butler. Uh, I believe. The, <laughs> I believe the original Rocky is. We got also Gordon Hayward. We got Gordon Hayward coming up for the half court shot. We're gonna see if it hits. Yeah. Yeah, both both Rockies that are in the Elite Eight have made it made it from the uh, the pre, you know, the pre quarters. We'll call them. So you guys both have remember the Titans beating the love of the game. Not even close. Yeah, and for love of the game is probably my favorite movie. For the of love of the game is a great movie, but the soundtrack. Remember the <clears throat> Titans alone wins it. Remember, remember the Titans is it? Yes, it would win. It's hard for me to say that because I do love. That, for that, love that's of the surprising because I know how much you love the love of the game. Yeah, that's, um, uh, that's personal. I I, I, look, I have to keep it like that. I got to use my you know. I look. Nice I look at it, it this way. I can watch the love of the game and get jazzed up to go play. I can watch ten minutes of Remember the Titans and I want to strap a helmet on and go hit somebody. You know, love yeah. of the game is like the long appreciation of the entire process. Right. Where Remember the Titans just makes you want to strap on. For love of the game is just a great story. Yes. And the way the movies yeah. put together of how they backtrack, it's it's just a great it's well done. story. Yeah. And Kevin Costner, I have a boner for Kevin Costner, which is half my problem. So, <laughs> you know, I got to keep that. Uh, in is everything all right at home? Anything you want to talk about? I, I don't hide my feelings like you and whatever you stuff down in your dirty box, but I'm out there. Okay. Dirty box, dude. I don't do dirty box. Only yeah, because you don't box. remember the dirty box. That's the problem. You hit it. Don't worry. It'll come out one day. All right. There's steer pictures, to, apparently. Steer to the swerve. <laughs> hang, hang out with us. You'll figure it out. So. That's where we're at. We uh, apparently have Friday Night Lights against Remember the Titans and Rocky Four or the Mighty Ducks, depending on which one of us you so talk got, to, going we, against Miracle for the final four. And we were gonna we were gonna leave it at that because it should. I mean, we could basically break down the final four next, to, yeah. based on how it goes. Well, we got football on one side, and then we got the Cold War on the other. So that, that uh, really, be I mean. USA versus Russia. Dude, that gets the people <laughs> going. Pushing it gets all the, the way people the, going. Against high school football. Yeah. If that doesn't speak to America, that is the, that, mean, that is, the that US is US as American as it gets. Yeah, Rocky Four and Miracle <laughs> hanging out on Friday Night Lights and Remember the Titans. Oh, man. That's crazy. Yeah. Love we didn't draw it. this up on purpose, no, I swear. No, this is, I can show you. I the couldn't voting. have had less to do with this, I can tell you. I <laughs> Sharing is a problem. Okay, click and share. Click and share. Remember, <laughs> click likes. All the likes. I don't know how you do this. Is there any other plugs we got to do? Click, like, share, subscribe, follow, follow. Hit the notification bell. Yeah. The Pony Express, yeah. your sister's ass. All the stuff. Pony Express, your sister's ass. <laughs> Vic Dibatetto. I love. Oh God, yes. <laughs> so, Big Diesel. Thanks for coming on. It was a good time. Yeah. We're gonna have to, we're gonna have to do this side of it again. Uh, take a look at that website. Uh, I will be posting a blog of my own, and I'm sure my man over here will also be continuing to contribute. Click and share. Uh, at least attempt to. Click and I, I click, I share, I comment, I like, I click, Everyone I vote. Wrong. I do my voting too. I vote sometimes. <laughs> See, that's a share. true American right yeah, there. He votes. Yeah, as an American. 
I voted more on these polls than I ever have in the actual public. So <laughs> we live in New York. Our and I, I hate polls, but I've even been clicking on these only for the ones I want to win. <laughs> I'll look at a matchup. Like, I don't care about that one. I want to give me the one and pull and wait for. And it's always, they get so excited because Twitter polls always go one way and the Instagram polls go the other way. So I never feel good about it. I'll click one and I'm winning and I go to Twitter and it's getting its ass kicked over. Yeah. But no, why? Yeah. Why are these people so different? <laughs> and then it like depending same, upon same, but it, different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> depending yeah. upon who sees it on Facebook, which we're getting a lot more traffic now that I figure out how to do polls on Facebook again. Proud of mother does a poll. Ooh. But, <laughs> but uh, like that that one's a crapshoot. Sometimes we get thirty votes. Sometimes we get one hundred and twenty. It's it's wild, and it all depends on who sees it when. Like it, it's. It's crazy, well, the but, way uh, that Facebook does their trash timeline, and yeah. I mean, I'm fr- I, and this is not a brag. I, fr- I hate this when I say this. I'm friends with like 1,200 people. I see the same four people in my newsfeed. Why? Why do I get nobody else's information? Gotta Who start, are you to put? Got to start unfollowing people. Yeah, Facebook me, is. Uh, I've been banging that. Facebook is selling your information to China. What do the Chinese people want? Corona. What? I want Chinese food. Ooh. Wrap this up. All right, so that's all she wrote. Stay tuned uh, for Facebook Live next week. At least I and possibly Taylor will be going live with the boys from the Two Point Conversation to start a new bracket. We're not even done with this one, but we're starting another one. Let's get it done. Bracketology season, baby.